The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Chattanooga Drive-In Show, and a third time the Chattanooga Drive-In Show nestled in your ear holes this morning. Thank you so much for allowing us in there. We may never leave. Set up camp. Argue for squatters' rights. Continue to just hammer you with headlines and conversation and laughter and irreverence, not irrelevance, irreverence, all day long. Welcome to Monday. We're going to be joined in just a little bit from uh, uh, by Knox Farmer, Marketing Director for Cadis, one of our new sponsors here, and certainly doing God's good work. Have been for quite some time over on Spears Avenue. A lot of people have gone through those programs or have family members or friends or neighbors or coworkers who have. And some of you have family members and friends and neighbors and coworkers. And right now, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, who, are, who are in there. Um, it is going to be kind of an off-and-on week weather-wise. Not going to be anywhere near as beautiful as it was last week. But we're not looking at, you know, the storms from 10 years ago or two years ago either. Yeah. Uh, tremendous amount of pollen. I'll go ahead and, and say we're, we're there. I will, I, will, I will bring down the official gavel on pollen season. <laughs> Poplar, hickory, pear, oak, maple, redbud. Yeah, I sent a real good picture of the, the first blooming redbud I've seen. Cool. And it happened between yesterday and today. I mean, seriously. Uh, up against whatever that building is, that that bright Blue shiny building, building yeah. downtown, and I mean it had just burst, and you can sense it if you are sensitive to it. It's 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 heavy in the air. All trees right now. Grass is the one that gets me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Quality Tire Pros over at Cherokee, and uh, uh, also to Cadis, you know, for being a new sponsor. But Quality, our presenting sponsor here. Before we dive in to you know the upfront wrap-up and then we'll get our guest in which is what we normally do i do want to just mention a couple of things real fast the braves will be in town the braves caravan which you know used to really be a big 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 deal it used to be a bigger deal kind of like you know a commitment day you know it, it, it just it used to be a bigger deal around here but they're coming june 3rd and 4th and they are the world champions so you fans get on down to wherever they're going to be appearing I'm not sure yet. I just heard about it. <clears throat> They're going to be at nightfall one night. They're going to be uh, somewhere in Udall cool. Cambridge Square one night, and then I don't remember the other one. Isn't that the Isn't that the weekend of of Riverbend? Yeah, it, during yeah, Riverbend. yeah, it is. Yeah, well, well they, they probably ought to make an appearance down through there. And uh, we're also uh, we have said goodbye, or are still in the process of saying goodbye to one of the most legendary coaches. Uh, in any sport, anytime, anywhere, Coach K from Duke, uh, Mike hmm. Shashevsky, is leaving after what? Brian, is it forty-seven years? Is that possible? Did I want to say it was right? forty-two. Yeah, it's a forty-something. It's a long time, and that program has never been down. I don't think it's it's never been down and out and complete. They've they they have may have had losing seasons, but they were few and far between. Not many. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, for a whole lot of people, the people who are truly interested in college basketball don't have as many around here as we might. Um, said goodbye to Shannon Fuller on Saturday, and uh, always lovely. That you know, is is it weird for me to say I actually kind of enjoy 
those things because you do get to no, see people. I mean, it's a celebration of, of yeah, someone's life. You get to see people you never get to see. And yeah. what's the what's the most common thing you hear? Why does it always take somebody dying for right. us to do this? Right. Why don't we get together just on a regular day and do right. a regular thing? And nobody ever does. And nobody ever does. And the it's people nice I, to see I the had, purple. had not seen, yeah, I was going to say everybody wearing purple or her favorite color. Uh, so you know, always worthwhile. All right, so let, we'll go ahead and just jump on in. My name is Jeff Stiles with a Y. Thank you very much. And we got Jen Lambert, Pim Jen here, and Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, and Brian Stone, the entire crew. And uh, Russell, go ahead and take it away. Tell us what's up. All right, well, uh, the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office responded to a shots fired call in the uh, Deerwood area of Harrison. A SWAT team was actually dispatched to the area as a precaution. The team made entry into a house and discovered a dead body inside. Apparently no one else inside the building. The body was taken to the medical examiner's office for a determination on the cause and manner of death. The Criminal Investigations Division is handling the case. A 31-year-old man was shot on Long Street late last week. Reports say he was walking along the street when he heard a gunshot and realized that he had been hit. We hear a lot of stories that basically start exactly this way. He called 911 and EMTs took him to the hospital. The police are asking anyone with any information to come forward. You can leave an anonymous tip at 698-2525. And finally, over in Nashville, a pair of grandparents faced charges after their grandchild, who was in their care at the time, died of a fentanyl overdose. 80-year-old Charles Allen and 58-year-old Yolanda Newsom both facing charges. The child was nearly two at the time of death. He was with his grandparents while his mother was at work. Somehow, he got his hands on the deadly drug and went into an arrest. Medical examiners say that he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill an adult. The police say the grandparents did admit to buying heroin on the street in the days prior. And now, sailing through the Northwest Passage, it's Dave Hooker. Far too often, business gets in the way of what may be fair. Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. The WNBA is still around. If you're like a lot of sports fans, you may have not known that. But yes, the Women's National Basketball Association is still in existence, thanks to a lot of support by the NBA. The latest news coming up is that the WNBA can't afford charter flights like most professional leagues. Why? Because there's just not that many sponsors. It is what it is. It is women's basketball. And uh, certainly, I'm not knocking the product. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But the simple fact is the numbers in television and the numbers in attendance are not there, which means that the WNBA has and always will struggle. I commend the NBA for having the WNBA, they finance it. The NBA thinks it's important, it grows its fan base, but ultimately it is what it is. So when we get to the questions of fair, it's not about fair in terms of gender, it's about business, and it's just that simple. Women's athletics are never gonna be as popular as men's athletics. Sorry, but that's the truth. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Before we dive in, I'll give a shout-out to give credit where credit is due, People's Home Equity, sponsoring the Upfront Wrap-Up. 591-9801, chatmortgage.com. Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass there, ready to get you pre-approved for a home loan. So when you do find the one you like, you know the competition is awfully tight these days, awfully tense and moves awfully quick. Don't waste time. Be ready when you find the home you like, People's Home Equity. And also, do you remember when the WNBA really started in full force, Brian? 
the slogan that they used that created such um, confusion among so many people. We got, I, I we got, ne- we got next, and that was it. And and everybody had shirts, and there were big full page ads, and there were TV ads, and everything. It was we got next, and and it the reason it caused confusion is because if you're not part of that culture, basketball. Pickup basketball, street ball. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't understand what that meant, and people were complaining that they were using bad grammar and syntax and mm-hmm. a ridiculous, nonsensical statement. What is that about? And it. it's real simple. When you come up and there's you know a game of twenty one going on, you got two guys that want to play. You holler, "We got next!" And if nobody contests you, uh, uh-uh, man, you're after us. Then you have the next game. The court's yours. Same thing in a pool hall. Uh, you would put a quarter down on a table if you saw somebody playing and you look and there were no quarters on the table, you put a quarter and you go, I got next. And that's, the next game is yours. You will play whoever wins that game. Mm-hmm. I just I remember that and they came under fire and it, and it was vaguely racist fire, to be frank, because I mean, I just, let's face it, well, you guys didn't know and a lot of people didn't. It, if you didn't play street ball, that didn't mean anything to you. Well, but I mean, they I, came I knew on it strong. Once you started talking yeah. about it, yeah, it made yeah. sense to me. I played basketball plenty yeah. of times. Yeah, sure. When I was younger, sure. I just I don't know that there is no other sport that I can think of where you just go up and say, "We got the field." After you guys have the field at the end of this game, yeah, I, I, I mean, it just doesn't normally work that way. So, uh, what, got, spark, what sparked that was it? What the uh, Liberty uh, team out of New York? It was bought by some mega crazy rich. China Chinese yeah. businessman or somewhere from that side of the world, and then he was chartering his own flights for his team. And the WNBA was saying that's against the rules because we can't have all the teams chartered. Yeah. And um, and I, th- I thought it was I didn't know if Dave was going to go down the road of how do we pay these players? Well, you don't pay the WNBA players anything because they're not worth anything. Nobody watches it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't produce any profit. It's completely subsidized by the NBA. That's a difference to when we were talking about the women's soccer team, sure, which is the best in the world and yes. does create and, revenue. And people and watch does, from yeah. all over the world. And, and they should be paid. They have feeder teams. It, 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 they should be paid to reflect that. Ooh. WNBA players do not. So I yeah. don't know if that was a... The WNBA three-game series averaged 848,000 viewers. That's I'm surprised good. it's that many. That's yeah. that's. That's a horrible. That's Holy really, cow. really, really low. Well, there, all right. There's YouTube videos of more views than that. I have. Uh, um, I'll, I'll actually turn over the first part of the upfront wrap up over to Russell. He got in touch with me yesterday, bro. <laughs> the Russians just hit a nuclear power plant in Ukraine, and it's on fire. And uh, as it turned out, it 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 was worse than we even thought. It's the second largest. Uh, power generator anywhere in Europe and if and that's not much of a of an if it's actually a very real possibility if the reactor is not put out and it's burning right now and they denied that for a while they said well they hit the control center but they didn't hit the reactor no the reactor is burning and every time firefighters go in they get fired upon right shot at so I mean this thing is burning and if it goes up the kindest estimate that you can come up with was that it would be about 10 times worse than Chernobyl. Right. And this is in a town called Interoder. Um, and if I'm mispronouncing it, forgive me, but I think that's pretty much the way it's, it's said. The battle is raging, and it wasn't until this morning. I left the house this morning. They were still saying there was no radiation leaking 
by the time I got here, they were saying radiation is leaking. Right. We have it. We have about twenty five percent higher than it should be radiation levels across the board in the region. This is not good. Yeah, the good news is that twenty five percent higher is still not too terribly bad because they set the baseline really low, which is like background radiation. So twenty five percent higher not the end of the world but still not good uh your thyroid doesn't particularly enjoy that if you have one uh the reuters reporting that the russian invasion forces seized europe's biggest nuclear power plant on friday in what washington called a reckless assault that risked catastrophe although a blaze in a training building was extinguished and officials now say the facility is safe they did shut down three reactors it's a six reactor complex they shut down three reactors they say safely um and there was a extended firefight inside the building and in the parking lot outside it as well uh, near those admin buildings there was a uh, quite a lot of heavy arms fire uh, heavy machine guns etc and uh, at least one rpg did hit the building as well most of the eastern european nations that we tend to kind of still lump in with the old soviet bloc have all run out of iodide pills. There was a run on them yep. yesterday. They didn't have that many to begin with. We have them around here, too, in case there was a disaster at Sequoia or Watts Bar. I guarantee you nobody knows where to go to get them, and in an emergency situation, they would probably run out in the first 20 minutes nowhere near enough. I don't know what, and that's to protect your thyroid mm -hmm. as much as anything. I don't know what it would do to you if you were exposed to radiation without Me? a thyroid at all. Um, it would attack your other glands, I would it, imagine. Yeah. yeah, probably. Um, but that's actually what they, that's the treatment they use for people with, with hyperactive. Yeah, it's radioactive iodine. Mm -hmm. Well, it causes and it that to go it, into it, high alert. It will kill your thyroid completely. Yeah. What you want is non-radioactive right. uh, iodine that absorbs the radiation then gets passed through your system, right. uh, through urine usually. Um, funnily enough, another treatment for radiation, not radiation poisoning, but like very, very mild radiation exposure is uh, extremely high consumption of alcohol because it flushes mm. your system. Now, I wouldn't recommend that for anyone, <laughs> but you can do that. Interesting. We'll bring that up with a guy from Cadiz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll yes, ask, we you know, do, do, you, do you recommend, you know, Powerade with, with <laughs> vodka? Ukrainian vodka, by the way. Uh, you can on Amazon still. Uh, it's still in stock by any amount of iodine you President Lukashenko says no Belarusian troops. Uh, troops excuse me. Is, is, should I say Belarusian or Belarusian? Either way, whatever. Uh, I, I, you know, we're 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 trying to delineate here things, that, and, and we're changing the way we said things for for years. No, no troops will be joining the Russians from this loyal nation. That seems interesting. That seems to me to be a lie, but I mean, whatever. Uh, we know that they've been firing missiles out of Belarus, and they have been launching uh, fighter jets out of Belarus. They'd be using it as a, a staging area. Um, it would be pretty damn easy for them to intermingle their troops with Russians and not have anyone know. Anthony Blinken meeting his NATO partners and diplomats, trying to still come up with some kind of diplomatic solution. God bless them if they can actually pull it off. Um, yeah, I was just looking here at the report. Um, the plant is called give me a shit. Let me take a shot at this I one. I tried and I couldn't do it. Zaporizhia. <laughs> Zaporizhia. That I don't think. I, I think that's about right. Zaporizhia. I, I think that that's right, but I have no that's idea. That's the name of the plan, and they said every single time firefighters move in, they get uh, they get shot at, and that will 
put a damper on your desire to damp the fire. Uh, no doubt about it. New sanctions uh, imposed on oligarchs. Here is, we, we. I still don't have the actual cost estimate. Um, you had it rough yesterday, so you used an M instead of a B, the billions of dollars. Uh, for Alisher Yuzmanov, that was the, that's a woman, mm. and she is an oligarch, and that huge yacht, maybe the world's biggest, that was seized by the Germans, that belonged to her. One of the oligarchs also that they have specifically sanctioned is Putin's press secretary. Imagine Jen Psaki being worth $7 billion on her Ooh. salary. You know, and that's pretty much what happened here. 19 oligarchs, 47 family members, that's where they are right now. And if you didn't know, Putin's salary. To put that in perspective, by the way, Nancy Pelosi, who we yes. all know is heavily yes. involved in insider trading, her yeah. net worth is only only $114 million. Yes, and Putin's, his salary is 140000 American dollars a year. As huh. as the leader of Russia, Not his net worth world. is two hundred and seventy four billion. That's some smart trading right there. That's some really good investments, uh, without a doubt. That's just crazy, dude. Biden gets temporary um, refugee. I don't know if it's refugee status. If they get temporary citizen status, I just know they have protected status to Russians who are currently in our country. They've yeah. been given the omnis winkus from the president. <laughs> there will be no green card inspections. You will be allowed to stay as long as this conflict continues, You know, but we're going to have to keep in touch with you. Yeah, I, that's the smart thing to do. I've been seeing a lot of lawmakers saying that we need to kick all the Russians out. I think that's a terrible idea. Uh, you want as many Russian citizens as you can to see what's really going on on the news. Uh, and so having them here intermingling with people who have free access to any information they want, I think is a good idea. And let me go ahead and say a big hooray. I don't care what they say at the upper you know, levels and echelons and the, the highest of the hierarchy of diplomacy. I'm all for Lindsey Graham on this one. He said exactly what all of us have said. This is only going to end when one of Putin's advisors puts a bullet in his head. That's the way this is going to actually end and end in a somewhat tidy way. And I know it is absolutely verboten, taboo. You do not call for the assassination of another nation's leader unless they're committing genocide and war yeah, crimes really. and they're starting World War III. And then he just said it out loud. I am asking the Russian people to rise up and somebody needs to blow this guy's head off. And he's catching all kinds of furious hell. And I say, go, Lindsay, go. I, I agree with his sentiment. I disagree with him saying it as an official simply because it gives the Russians more excuse to be aggressive towards us, which is really not what we need because we don't want to get involved in this at all. Uh, Biden also asking Congress for $10 billion in immediate uh, increases in humanitarian military supplies. Uh, Melania Trump doing something highly unusual. Uh, puts a personal post out there, remember where she's from and her family's from and what language they spoke when they lived in the White House. Slovenia, right? Yeah, and, uh, but she said a request for the Ukraine, for Ukraine, immediate, no strings attached. There was no, pol no politics in the message whatsoever. Said it was heartbreaking. It, it, was, it was like something that the first lady would actually post, <laughs> the first lady of the United States of America. And uh, no snide comments, no snips 
toward uh, the Democrats or anybody else, just saying do what you can from where you are. Um, okay, backlash against DeSantis continues over him lashing out at the students. The one student who did not, who remained uncowed and unbowed, unbeaten and un, you know bloodied possibly, but you know that didn't take his mask off. Mm-hmm. His parents are probably going to sue. And I don't normally invite or, or or support or cheer for lawsuits for things like this. Anything that would cause DeSantis some discomfort over that idiotic display of hubris and arrogance and just plain bullying, just bullying. The governor was there to honor the students that were standing behind him, and he made them feel like just nothing, just made them feel like morons, called them morons for all practical purposes. Uh, backlash continuing there. Trump now going after Bill Barr. Um, everybody knows Bill Barr has a book, so he wants to sell it. And Bill Barr wants everyone to know he has he, a book. He wants everybody to know he has a book, but he uh, described the scenario where he tendered his resignation personally to the president. The president slammed his fist down on the table and said, done, done, granted, taken, accepted. Don't even go back to your office. Go home. You're done. And Barr says he does not want him to run again in 24. He's unhinged. Trump now is calling Barr a liar, saying that I demanded his resignation. You know he's not going to let something like that go by. He has to be in charge of every situation, every scenario. Nobody could ever get the drop on him on anything. So, no, he's saying that he's a liar and a coward. Of all the things that Barr was, Coward is not one that I would use. Not for him. I mean, he was taking yeah. very risky maneuvers. Yeah, I mean, it, it, coward is sort of a word that I think gets misused because they'll they'll say someone who does something atrocious is acting cowardly, but oftentimes it's not the case. I'll, I'll give you an, an example. They'll say that the Boston Marathon bombers were acting cowardly. I would disagree. They were acting abhorrently and badly, but they weren't acting cowardly because most of us don't have the the, the bravery to do what they did. Not that it's a good thing, as an example. Um, I'll also just one more thing on this. The um, uh, Lauren Boebert has also, of course, been heavily criticized for shouting out and kibitzing during the State of the Union address, and she is doubling down, tripling down, said she'd do it again, she'd do it again, she'd do it again. Well, she wants attention, and yeah, we're giving it to her. Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing her. I, I, I will give them some credit for the name of the summit they're having down in Rome. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But uh, those two go together. I mean, they're, they're like carrots carrots and peas. They're kind peas of the same carrots. person. They're the same person. They feed off each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's you, Beavis and Butthead. You mentioned... Uh, the shooting at Deerwood, that was 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock in the morning out in Harrison, shots fired out, SWAT team shows up, dead guy inside a house. Same thing over on Long Street. The guy that heard the shots and didn't know he was shot, people go, that's just such BS. How would you not know? It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the type of jump that you would actually make involuntarily when you hear a gunshot go off nearby that you weren't expecting is about the same sort of shock that goes through your body when a bullet first enters it. It yeah. literally feels like a low-impact thump, or like in my case, it, it felt like a bee sting. At, at worst, at worst, I could have easily looked down and seen nothing there instead of the drop of blood that was there. And then, of course, the gusher, 
that was on the other side in the exit wound. It took about two and a half minutes for the pain to actually set in. This guy said he heard gunshots, looked around, didn't know what was going on. Hey, I'm shot. That actually is much more realistic than you think. Yeah, and that and that was at one o'clock in the afternoon, right right around the corner here, mm-hmm. right over here at Comfort Inn on and Long Street. From the distance uh, which he was hit as well, the the bullet will lose a lot of its velocity if it was a handgun round, which it probably was. Iran strengthens uh, its nuclear arsenal during the course of all this hullabaloo. They're sneaking uh, in under the. Agreement, of course, that they have violated and violated and violated that was made in 2015, but they've really ramped up their nuclear arsenal. Hey, speaking of nuclear, real quick, this sure. uh, happened, I think, today, uh, so Friday. Uh, a wildfire uh, broke out at a, near a nuclear plant over in South Korea. A uh, giant wildfire going on, uh, and they say that they have shut down the nuclear power plant, but it's a pretty serious situation. We could do without that. Yeah, two um, nuclear incidents in one week. Chattanooga Airport reported that they uh, had a guy out there the other day that was trying to get on the plane with a carry-on with a loaded Ruger handgun. Um, again, I have, even those of us who are used to having firearms around us normally know when we have them on us. <laughs> right. And clearly this guy knew that he should not be taking it on the plane. I, I think bring the hammer down on, on this guy. You can have a handgun in your um, uh, in your uh, checked baggage. But it has yeah, to checked be a- baggage, yeah. You, know, you, you can't get to your checked baggage <laughs> from the fuselage. Very easily. <laughs> um, and this, uh, check out the difference, and we'll be wrapping this one up and getting our guest in here in just a second. But check this out. The difference between the way we do our politics and the way other countries do theirs. The presidential election in France is in April. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Macron announced Thursday that he will run (laughs) for a second term. That's how far in advance they they deal with these things and campaign. April next month? April next month. No, April next month, and he announced on Thursday afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, that he would be seeking a second term. Don't you wish we could adapt that kind of policy here and do away with the two and three and four year election cycles? Well, and that's interesting because uh, Emmanuel Macron has a pretty low popularity rating right now. It's about 37%. Um, I don't know who's going to be running against him. Probably Marine Le Pen. She always runs. Um, but hey, anybody but Nicolas Sarkozy, I guess. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you don't mind, Russell, we'll let you okay. slide out and we'll let uh, Knox Farmer from Cadis slide in and we'll be talking to him in just a second. I will just give you one last little bit of the upfront wrap up here, and that is the fact that this has not happened. We told you a long time ago, there's there was no doubt in anybody's mind who the next sheriff was going to be. We can talk about county mayors. We can talk about district attorneys. We can talk about circuit court judges. We can talk about all kinds of wonderful positions here and there. But the sheriff was a lock, and it now is officially a real honest-to-goodness lock because Austin Garrett will be your sheriff. There are no other Republican contenders. There are no Democratic contenders, and that has not happened in over 50 years. The last time that happened was when H.Q. Evett ran in 1970, 1970. And H.Q. Evett was seen by a lot of people. He he had the nickname, and keep in mind 1970, this was even before the show came out, but later on he was called Boss Hogg uh, because he reminded people so much 
of the sheriff on Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. and uh, it was meant to be both a compliment and an insult. Uh, Austin Garrett doesn't fit that description in any no, way, shape, or form. Um, and of course, I, I, I like Austin. I have given him holy hell in the past, back when he was the undercover guy at Riverbend, because he got such joy out of busting people. I just said, <laughs> you're such a buzzkill. I mean, just let people have a good time for God's sakes. You know, and they actually did change their policies. The uh, sheriff's department and the police department did. You know, the uh, sheriff Cup actually pulled the deputies off of Riverbend uh, and did so in- petulantly uh, because somebody made him mad. I can't remember what it was all about. So the city police had to step up and do double duty. But they used to, if they busted somebody in the crowd for smoking a joint or something like that, they would duck walk them in front of the stage. They would do it in as high profile a way as possible. That's so cool. Now Austin never did do that, but I mean, I just, he'd come up, he'd come up to me and Rebecca, and he'd go, "Hi, y'all!" Like he was <laughs> Inspector Clouseau, you know, and, and it would, with a thin disguise that you could see right through. I was going, "Dude, everybody knows you're a cop." And uh, but anyway, congratulations to him. I think he'll be a good sheriff. And he gets to waltz in without having to mess with it. You'll still see signs up because, of course, he did collect some money. Right. And they got to spend it at some point. All right. Deep dive here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The podcast is available to you 5 a.m. every Monday through Friday. Recorded down here at the CFC headquarters. And we don't even have a name for the studio. We, we, ought, we, we ought to we come ought up to with a cool it. name for it. Yeah. Our guest is one of our new sponsors, uh, Cadis, marketing director, Knox Farmer, who has been in with us when we were over at the old place. And Knox going to get you to lean up on that mic or pull the mic to you. Either way, you're more comfortable. And shake a howdy with everybody. How's it going? It's going good. Going good. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here in your all's new space and everything. So this is great. Kind of nice, isn't it? It, it is, is nice. nice. There's the, 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 the pros in, in pre-recording is that people can listen, you know, at their leisure, at their own leisure, yes. on their terms. They can, you know, five o'clock, uh, download it. They can stop, pause, fast forward, reverse. The con being that we always have to think ahead and still try to beat our competition, even though we're kind of having to extrapolate and think about how is this going to play out tomorrow. Luckily. With the competition we have around here, that's not hard because well. they really suck, we, we and, and 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 we're better than they are. Um, but it, it's it's fun. It's been an adventure. Uh, you missed a story. You probably heard about it, but Russell had it in his headlines about a two-year-old that died of a fentanyl overdose. Grandparents were buying heroin. They would be in the age bracket, right? Right. It, it sounds funny. But think about when heroin first came into vogue and how old those people would be right now. Right. Certainly grandparents, if not great-grandparent age, but we were talking about it before the show when you came in and just uh, you know hung out with us for a little bit. What a sad story. Fentanyl is, is just a plague. It is a plague uh, upon us, and I, I'm not sure how to fix it. Hopefully you have some good ideas. <laughs> um, you know, I guess it, it, it is a plague, and it's one of those things that's just you know, ravaged families, it's it's ravaged cities and towns, rural areas. Um, you know, one of the things we're just at a, at a catapist here of, and most of the listeners, every every listener now can probably say, I, I can check one of these boxes. You know, I either am someone that struggles with substance use disorder, you know, I either love someone or I lost someone. And everyone at this point usually fits in one of those three categories. And that's sad, but but the positive that is, is that we are chipping away at that stigma 
and uh, that keeps people from seeking help, that, that uh, people understand that we do recover. And, and we are normal people, and we do have lives, and we are productive, and it's not a moral failing. When everybody can check that box, and I don't disagree with you, I mean, there may be, there may be a family out there somewhere, the happy sunshine family, you know, <laughs> that exists in their own little community <laughs> that literally does not have any personal experience with addiction or substance abuse. That would be such a rarity. I mean, look, look at one of the most popular shows TV shows and the world right now is euphoria. Yeah, it's a nightmarish, you know, version of American youth. All of them disillusioned and discombobulated on a cocktail of various drugs that can be taken out of their, you know, mom and dad's medicine cabinet. So I mean, how can the stigma still exist at this point? You know, I I think in a way we have to. I'm not going to say thank COVID, but what COVID did was it came. It didn't just knock on everybody's door. It banged it down. It banged it down, and it exposed a lot of stuff that needed to be exposed um, for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did lose a lot of um, lost souls and wonderful souls to that. And, and you know, I, I'm reminded back when COVID first hit after the first 12 months, and, and we were reading names and having a vigil and everything, and I read 167 lost souls of oh, our clients that they had lost. And I had to pause three or four times just reading those names. I mean, it was, it's – it's so emotional that that those lives are snuffed out. Um, for, for real quick, uh, I'll do do something I, I don't do anywhere near often enough as an interviewer. I want you to to tell everybody where Cadis is and how to get in touch uh, with them uh, right now at the beginning of the show and not wait until the end because people will have to step out. We've been in Chattanooga for fifty seven years and we've been on the front lines battling for fifty seven years. We're at two hundred seven Spears Avenue and our phone number is four two three seven five six seven six four four. And you have uh, two different types of halfway houses, if I'm not mistaken, or programs of post care programs, I right, guess. Right. Um, you know, we, we're a full continuum care facility treatment center, and and I don't know of another treatment center like us within a 110 mile radius that that offers that range of services. Um, we do have medical detox. We have residential treatment. We have our Oasis, which is our halfway house program. We have our sober living apartments, which are probably about two and a half, three years old now. We have a extended family way program anywhere from 18 to 24 months for single moms and single dads. Okay. Um, I like that you're including the dads. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's been a long That's time great. Yeah. Um, it came up. Everybody. I have. I have no secrets, and, and I, I. I know that anonymity is uh, you know part of the actual name of the program, the 12-step program, Alcoholics Anonymous, but anonymity is becoming more and more a topic inside meetings that I go to as we see things like this, Cadis actually advertising directly to consumers. Now, we had the air, and we've talked about this before, back when I first, you know, came to Chattanooga, you had Greenleaf and Crossroads, and these they used to spend enormous sums of money, but they were just medical rehab programs they used 12-step ideologies but it wasn't based on that but people are beginning there's an actual there's the in in the steps and the traditions of these programs anonymity is not a suggestion it is a hard and fast rule and this is what we brian you said it never made sense to you and it and it confuses a lot of people attraction rather than promotion and everybody seems to be accepting the fact that that is going away slowly 
but it is going away. We had a woman come in one day who wasn't even attending the meeting as a, a sufferer, a person with the disease. She was promoting uh, get together at UTC and had a little flyer and held it up. And you could hear some people go, ooh, like that. So there's some old schoolers who really still hang on to it. We just talked about the show Euphoria. Right. What about Mom? Mom's one of the most popular shows. It just it won five billion Emmys. And it's all about a bunch of women in rehab. And they constantly show the inside of the meetings. So I think we're at a point where it, that's just that's just old thinking. I, I, I agree with the anonymity part, but I also agree with the fact that we need those champions to kind of come out of the shadows yeah. and, and unveil that and say, I'm your neighbor. I'm that lawyer. I'm that real estate person. I'm that semi-professional. I'm that normal guy that works at the factory with three kids. Um, that you didn't I, suspect. I, that you didn't suspect. And I got my life back. And I'm a normal person. And I'm contributing in a positive way back to society. And so... I think as we erode more and more at that, everybody just realized that, you know what, they're they're not that person in the gutter that's homeless. I know the first time I walked in, and feel free, Brian, if you want to jump in, I, I kind of rolled right over you after I brought your name up a second ago. The first time I ever walked into a meeting was with a pillar of the community. Uh, obviously, we'll not, we'll not say his name, but I'm talking about a, a, a leader of men and business worth untold amounts of money, charismatic, nobody would have had a clue. And he took me to my first meeting. When I walked in, I couldn't believe the faces that I saw. And had I known, like you just said, had I known that these people in my peer group, all richer and more successful than me, but I mean, in my, in my actual peer group and socializing group, people I'd see at the sports barn or at Zarzars, that they had gone through that, maybe it would have helped me earlier. It, yeah. We, we put everybody on a pedestal. I think human nature, we tend to put certain individuals on a pedestal and we tend to think, you know, they don't have the problems I have. They don't struggle with what I struggle with. Um, you know, shame, I think, is is one of the master emotions and it just, it, it, it lets everybody see that you're vulnerable. And I think as a human being, we don't want anybody to see that. And so when you see these people that you, for whatever reason, place on a pedestal and you bring them down to your eye level or below your eye level and you realize- They've been below. They, they've been below yeah. and, and, and they're good people. And they're, so it, it really does help people to kind of say, you know what, I can get help. I can change my life. Well, shame is toxic, we all know. But I mean, it's when you keep telling yourself, you know, I don't want to do this anymore and you keep failing that's that's the formula for shame. Right. I'm ashamed of myself. Why can't I do this? Especially when I mean you you know if you get over the physical addiction, you go through a couple of weeks with alcohol. Really, the physical addiction is over at that point. Maybe not as much with the the opiates and things of that nature. But you know, I remember telling my dad, "Why can't you just not drink anymore? You you're over it. You got through it. Your hands aren't shaking. You got a smile on your face. You can go out and shoot hoops with me." Why in the world would you start again? It's impossible to explain to somebody who doesn't feel it. And, and it, it bears in mind just that everybody is, is even more accepting of the fact that this is a disease and that your brain is hijacked and that you do have the mentality of the dog chasing the tail, it, is that you just can't get off that carousel. And you have good intentions, and, and you, want, you are a good person, and every day you give a conviction, but it is just um, a slap in the face for them sometimes. Forgive my ignorance. Um, are your programs and your facilities – uh, voluntarily, vo voluntary uh, patients, and and or, or are there like court 
appointed people who are who have to go to get some kind of help because of say a, you know a DUI or something like that. Yes, it's blended, and we do have um, you know voluntary, but then we also work with the legal system as well. So we we have some clients there that are that are furloughed in lieu of sentencing. Um, so it's a it's a mixture. Well, how how big of a challenge is that when you're dealing with people who truly want to get off and uh, the substance abuse and the people who are just doing it to fulfill something because of a you know something they did against the that's, law that's be- not ignorant that's a that's the that's the premier question how buddy. how do you how how is that balance and that dynamic trying to do both of those at the same time i would say you know we're very protective of um the clients that are there that are wanting to do the work and change their life um everybody nobody winds up in treatment there's there's probably four reasons it's either you know legal family employment financial um, so of those people, if somebody's in there and, and maybe they're not true to their heart and they're not there to, they're weeded out pretty quick. Um, th- there's another house they came from and they can go right back to that house. But there are a lot of people that are there that are like, you know what, I need to change my life. And so we'll always be available. For the, them. the thing that you will hear so often is that I came in here to get a woman off my ass. I came in here because the judge made me come in here. I got to do my 28 days or whatever it is. Until they say I'm doing this for me mm-hmm. and me alone, that uh, that's that's when you'll see a success rate begin to climb. Uh, as long as you're doing it to try to please somebody else, yep. you're not sincere. And and uh, and I think that's where you you talk about having to hit. The well, bottom. speaking of TV shows, they can't produce the bottom for one you. One of the regular storylines you see in shows that have uh, those kinds of meetings, a lot of times that's where people go to get the drugs that they, they, yes. they I'm talking about storylines of TV shows. Yeah. I don't know how yes, true no. that is in real life. It can be. And the reason for asking was if, if they're cross pollinated together in a, in treatment, that could be detrimental to, you know, the, the, the influence, the attitude of the room. I just wondered, cause I mean, I've, I, I drank way more than I should. And I've, I've thought about what will I do one time in my life? Well, will I do this until I die? I don't know the answer to that. Cause I don't want to stop drinking. Someday I probably should, and I've often thought, am I going to waste my time being around people who don't really want to be there? Then we start, what are we actually doing here? You want to go get a drink after we're done with this thing? Again, I'm using kind of TV storylines. No, no, no how the very real storylines. How, how very difficult that would be to, to kind of treat, if that's the right word, those kind I of people in the they, same room. I in the guarantee same you they yeah. watch the outside of their building very, very closely Definitely. because dealers love the outside of that building. Yeah. I mean, Cadis is not, I mean, we're not in the middle of 75 acres and you can't smell the ocean. And, and last time I checked, we don't have a palm tree growing anywhere. <laughs> but I, I will say that, you know, you get to a point in your life where you're tired and you're, you're tired of living the way you're living. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of addicts um, and, and those that are in substance use, they isolate themselves. Um, when they get out, what we have to do is show them that they can make new memories and, and not be high. Yeah. That, you know, the opposite of addiction is human connection. And there are some folks that probably come in with ill intent saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of jail. I'm just going to stay in, in here and have three meals and something. But what they see is they see other people getting their lives together and doing the work. And if we can change that mindset a little bit and peel back those layers and get down to the cause, I mean, I would say probably 80 to 85 percent of our clients have some sort of mental health diagnosis um, some trauma, something that happened to them that maybe that's why they're using those substances. One of my closest friends is in rehab right now. He made the announcement to me, and there's there's three of us, the three amigos that are that are still left from high school that were in the kind of the party group of my friends. I had different you know categories of, of friends and circles, and uh, he let both of us know that he was going in. 
and he still has his phone. It's a very different type of rehab. They actually use music as therapy as a musician, hmm. and he has his phone. And that's so unusual, Brian, uh, because the reason they do it is, I mean, when they take the phone away from you, and you talk about, you know, now you're isolated, but you're surrounded by people who, you know, deal with the same thing. So you have comrades, you have people you can talk to, but you can't talk to the outside world. One of the main reasons is because what is, here they go, man, I've been here three days, they're talking to their man, can you throw something over the wall? And they will. Mm -hmm. They'll ride out there and you set up a little payment or you said my girlfriend will take care of you something gets lobbed over a hedgerow and you see people running over there in the shadows and then disappearing and they're getting high you know i didn't, even, I didn't even think about the phone aspect that's its own addiction in itself that's say a say real that's that a real mental addiction yeah, you take is. that away too yeah you can't have a drink and you can't play on your phone oh my god it's, 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 right it's what am i lot. supposed to do <laughs> it, it, it's 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 a commitment it talk is. to other people <laughs> it's a commitment actually yeah. connect with human beings yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly yeah. it's unheard of <laughs> I mean, we're joking, but it's real. I mean, it's we're laughing, real. but it's yeah, real. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. we, we were talking about you. You've said the 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 days of when it, when when the counterculture still seemed somewhat harmless. The the deaths from heroin overdoses had gone down. Heroin had really lost its place. Nobody in their right mind wanted to do PCP. Crystal meth was still a biker drug, and so it was mostly happy pills. You know, it was it was uppers downers. And, you know, it was the, the attitude, you're at the club, somebody hands you something, you threw it in your mouth, swallowed it, and said, what was that? That was the acceptable way of being a user, and most everybody did. They weren't all that careful. You can't do that now, because if they say, you say, what was that? They go, oh, it was a big pop of fentanyl. Or, well, and most of or, them will say, I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah, Sorry. I thought it was um, a Valium yeah. or a Xanax, right. and, and it ends up being three grams right. of fentanyl, and they're right. down. They're right. out. They're over. Yep. You know, that's that's the dangerous thing. And the, the biggest question is, and this is the biggest question that we all have, and Jen's made no bones about the fact that she's dealt with this stuff before. We've dealt with it in our families, mm -hmm. ourselves. And why would any drug dealer from the cartels on down to Joe Sixpack, your neighbor, give you something that's going to kill you. Why, why, what is in it for them to use these replacement drugs that are so lethal? That doesn't make sense. Fentanyl is, is a synthetic opioid. It's cheap it's to cheaper, make. It right? allows them to cut with it. Um, greed. Even greed. if you're killing your customer base. Um, Maybe they don't mean to kill their customers. Well, we already have a Maybe culture that's going against know. human connections. Yeah. Yeah. So why would we expect dealers to have that's any true. tighter well, connections? All right, that's true. You answered your own question. Yeah. If you get deep into the Mexican cartel, they're trying to take out they're their trying competition. They're to take the, uh, right. the competition. Right. They're you spiking know, their yeah, supply. Talking TV shows, Ozark yeah. style. Buy right? my stuff, not his stuff. His stuff yeah. kills you. Right. And you got to kill some people to make that happen. Right. I can understand that. So um, you're seeing now... Um, a new sheriff. We just mentioned the fact Austin Garrett is running unopposed. All right. You've got possibly a new DA coming in. Cody Womp sat right where you're sitting earlier this week. And I think General Pinkston's done a great job. Uh, Cody doesn't think so. She's extremely amped up for this race. And she hammered on going after drug dealers. So do you see any potential great sweeping sea changes coming up in the way we deal with this problem in our tri-state area I, I know of several cases that i have um sat down and listened to to where they have actually mapped this out and it is a tough process to go after the dealer to link that and bring criminal charges but i've also seen that that's been changing over the last three years 
and that window is getting shorter and shorter. So I, I do think that they're ramping up that and holding people accountable. We're seeing that across the nation where dealers are being arrested. You've got all these video cameras out. People are watching deals happen. Right. This is where I bought it. Let's pull up the camera. Um, so the evidence is there. And we're starting to use that evidence to start bringing people into court and, and have some accountability. Um, that's a whole nother, whole nother, you know, talk. But um, we still are dealing with those that are that are afflicted with SUD. We have to let you go in a second, but I am going to ask you this one. And, and I I I kind of bristle sometimes, and it and it it chafes me a bit when I hear somebody talking about somebody who's decided, you know, alcohol is my problem, or opiates are my problem, pot's not my problem. You know, medical marijuana, uh, you know, our, our marijuana maintenance program, California sober. All right. right. That's the new phrase, California sober. Somebody and, and Willie Nelson. And I know my uncle famously used pot to quit drinking and did it successfully. And they'll get hammered when they bring that up in a meeting by some of the old timers. Say, well, that's just that's cheating. You can't put anything in your body that's going to alter your mood. And then I see them out there and they're sucking on cigarettes and swilling coffee like nobody's business, both of which are addictive, mind altering substances. And you've got to feel a little bit of the hypocrisy when you've got people like in, in a circle of DAs and prosecutors and, 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 and righteous do gooders in the community who are hearts in the right place. And they're slamming drug users all the time while they're taking psychoactive drugs because they're depressed or because they have some other thing going on, but because they get it from their doctor, they think it's okay, and they're pointing fingers as hard as anybody. The, the hypocrisy is, is huge, and it is frustrating. Um, you know, I, I think we have to do kind of a 12-step a, a uh, first things first, and we got to deal with first things first. And you know, we've got to deal with fentanyl and we've got to deal with the opioid crisis that we're in. And we've got to deal with um, our adolescents, the age group of, you know, 10 to 18 year olds are experimenting with this and they're dying. And it's just um, we've got to we've got to stop this second and third wave that's coming. Um, and, and that's where I focus at. I mean, there's always going to be hypocrisy and politicians and people pointing their finger. I don't know if that's a human way, but we tend to do that to make ourselves feel better. Um, but we are we are definitely in a battle on the front lines. All right. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Do you have anything? Not really. I, I, I don't know that you'd have an answer to this, but is, do you think that there's a way to to get a handle on what kids are now buying online? I do. I mean, there's definitely some, um, some measures we can take as far as, you know, online stuff, practices and stuff, but it, it's also going to come back to parents right. and family unit and getting back to, um, you know, the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie type deals. I mean, families just don't do stuff together anymore, right. and parents don't know what their kids are doing. Um, and that whole social media with the cell phones and stuff. Right. Well, how many parents are actually monitoring what their kids are doing? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, uh, I tell you one thing won't happen. It's not going to come in pill form. You know, the cure for addiction is not going to come in pill form because there's plenty of things out there. I have now Trexone. Uh, on me, not you know physically, but I mean in my car at all times. If I have cravings that are overpowering, that just really I'm just feel like I'm just Satan is hammering me, you know. I can take a naltrexone, but not even too terribly long ago. And this has been a you know a couple of years since the doctor prescribed this for me. I finally started looking at the side effects because I realized my stomach was upset, and I put two and two together somebody told me yeah that stuff will mess with your stomach so then i actually started looking at the side effects it also 
hurt your liver like acetaminophen. And I've got a liver that has suffered for years. Nobody told me that. Could be something they might should have brought up. And then it said it will reduce your body's own, you know, endorphin, mm-hmm. uh, the, the production of endorphins, and may cause depression. Nobody told me that. And, it, and I'm telling you, now Trexone works. It's a very effective drug. It can remove the cravings mm-hmm. in a wave the way, you know, taking a pill of a certain type of drug comes over you like a wave. And it's it's nice, but, boy, if you if you abuse it or use it every day, you're you're probably going to actually start really doing some harm right. to yourself. I mean, the long-term effects we just don't know, and yeah. we're learning that as we go. Um, and it's real, and it's it's a it's a concern that's coming. So I mean, we will always, Cadis will always seek for total abstinence. Mm-hmm. That will always be our goal. Um, and so, um, to any listener out there, I just I, you know, if you are the one, or you know a loved one or someone, please get them in touch with us. And that number again, if you would. Four two three seven five six seven six four four, or you can go to cadis.org. And they're over on Spears Avenue. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. If you'll send the hairy guy back in here, we'll, uh, we'll let him uh, take his place again. Thank you. And uh, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. And uh, this particular portion coming up, everybody's got one. The editorial section is actually brought to you by Cadis today. And the everybody's got one for today. This is going to be fairly simple. This is my opinion. Uh, this... this uh, scenario we have playing out now in the state of Tennessee and across red states everywhere of state legislatures going after obscene materials in the schools is absolutely preposterous. It's gotten so out of hand. Now we've got, um, you know, again, John Rich of Big and Rich, whose song, their hit song song was Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. What do you think that was about? And he is suddenly an expert in what is moral or immoral inside our cities, our, 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 our state's schools. And he is telling librarians they should be ashamed of themselves, ashamed of themselves. And then we have lawmakers who want to actually make teachers or librarians criminally liable for curriculum that they have been approved to teach. Uh, among the books that have been brought up as obscene material do not i mean show me show me if you would all of these these holier than thou people you you mentioned victoria jackson from saturday night live right she is one of the stupidest people that's ever been on saturday night live you understand that yes i do that was not an act she was she was a true idiot dunce dense she was funny bat but yeah and you know what you know what she did you know what her 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 signature move was Mm -hmm a handstand where her dress would fall down revealing her panties and then would do splits and dance moves while standing on her hands and people would laugh and laugh because she'd be wearing frilly panties oh what brilliant you know genius comic innovation that is and she's up there going i thought we lived in the bible belt How, how can we be in the bible belt if they're distributing this pornography to schools and you know what it is it's the communist party usa the communist party usa shut up yeah. Shut up, you dingbat. Nobody wants to hear anything you've got to say. And John Rich, who the hell are you other than a very, very short, bald moron? Shut the hell up. I mean, I, I, I hate it when people say shut up and play. I don't want you to play. 
I just want you to shut up and go the hell away. I don't want you to ever play again. Nobody liked your music to begin with. Nobody liked your act all that much. You were on the show for, what, two seasons? Come on. Get get over it. But, I mean, the stuff they're going after, we're talking about The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, our Nobel laureate, Toni Morrison, about a black girl growing up in the Great Depression. We're talking about, you know, Dying Girl, Earl and the Dying, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wh- 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 where, show me the obscenity. I'll show you one. Show me the obscenity. There was a book. Uh, actually, I just read about this in the Washington Post. It was called Gender Queer, a Memoir. Uh, it was in Loudoun County Schools. And I thought, ah, it's probably just some, you know, it's one of those, like, books that's about accepting people or whatever. Well, no. I found the PDF. Holy cow. It's straight up porn. Like, straight up. And I, w- I was reading through it. I was like, this is insane. They're allowing this in school? Straight up porn as in... I mean, supposedly titillating photographs? Yeah. Or just talking about biology? No, 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 no. Because our bodies ourselves, which was required reading for every girl as a high school senior when I came up, was as graphic in its biological detail as anything could be. Oh, no, I I understand all that. You know me, Jeff. I'm open-minded. No, I, I read the book, and I was like, this is like, it makes me uncomfortable. Well, in that situation, there could be a single complaint to remove a single book. Yeah, no, I understand that. I think the books that they are naming are are ridiculous, uh, but they're definitely. You can't say that there are no examples of obscenity. Well, one one of these, are. real quick. We're I did. not in a spiritual battle over our schools' libraries. No, no, I get over. Say that I'm not going to say that. But one one of the the books that on the one of these lists was Handsmaid Tale. Now, I don't know if the book is exactly like the show, but the show is about a lot of rape and a lot of women in slavery. That's exactly and, what it is. And it's, and it's, and it's a complete fictional book. Women so if a parent doesn't want that book in, in their, near their kids, I don't think they're wrong for that. No, yeah, they, 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 you know what? And a single parent can talk to a single librarian and say, could you let us opt out? And that would be the end of that problem. Right. I don't, I don't agree with that. Do, would, mean, you want, would you want them screening the Handsmaid's Tale in the library and let their kids go watch it without I have knowing? no problem with it whatsoever. The, I don't the, either. The, the, rape, the rape, actually... It the, the storyline is this. No one's reading the book, the, so I don't care. Yeah, the, but, the, uh, what they're watching the show. The women, the, they did read the book. Margaret they did Atwood. Read the, yes, the, the it's women, Margaret Atwood. The wives are sterile. No, in 1988, they the read The wives it. are sterile, and the men don't want to cheat on their wives, so they bring in a substitute who wears a veil, and he looks at his wife while he makes love to the other woman. The other woman is not necessarily a willing partner. The woman is, is holding that, is the girl down. The woman's never a is willing that, partner. Is that yeah. sexual? Or is that violence? It's both. It's yeah, both. it's sexual violence. Yeah, yeah. it's both. And, 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 and if so, a parent doesn't want their kid around that, I can't argue with that person. Well, it's a fictional. I know. So is that, So is all the TV and, and shows the, that are on the, every day. The color yeah. purple. You know, I can show you plenty of fictional things. I wouldn't want my kids anywhere near. Well, I mean, and, and how, uh, depending on who your kid, grade, how old? What, how old is the kid? Yeah, how old? Talk, well, I'm talking 17, about seventeen, like, eighteen. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about like elementary school. I mean, that, I well, guarantee not teach a 99 out of 100, you know, school. parents out there wouldn't want their kids reading stuff that you read every day that just has to do with firearms and munitions. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's you not know. in school. <laughs> um, among those testifying against this bill, it's House Bill 1944, and I'll wrap this up, um, is her name's Sharon Edwards. She's president of the Tennessee Library Association. She's one of those that got pointed at, y'all should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. These people are not out there trying to spread pornography. They're trying to spread the love of reading and literature That's and right. open minds. 
come on. These guys are not, there's not some sort of cabal of literary types trying to ruin your kids and indoctrinate them. And that's what they're saying, that this is an indoctrination. Well, just because they have a bad argument doesn't mean they have a, a wrong point necessarily. Well, she right. said, if the intent behind HB 1944 is to keep obscenity out of the hands of minors, then our current Tennessee code and the sound professional judgment of our school libraries and school boards are already doing this. So the ACLU's already suing McMahon County over mouse. Imagine the wave of lawsuits and the cost and the complications. State legislators may be among the dumbest, most out-of-touch group of people that you could possibly put a label on. No, I'd agree with that completely. I think that this whole issue is trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. I think the public God. school system is broken beyond repair as it is now. So this whole issue is like trying to fix a system that's already irreparably broken. All right, and uh, I can go. Where ahead. are we going from here? I don't. Know I can go straight at. into duh. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna skip over the what are you doing uh, today because we will be running short. Uh, the duh category brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products. Very short. I will be very very quick. Next to the hungry house. Thank you very much. Your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And this is about the voting guides. The voting guides for Christians. This is like this is like somebody from Cato saying, Yeah, take one of those questionnaires that that come out in, you know, your favorite magazine that says Take this test. There are 10 questions. If you check more than two, you're an alcoholic. How accurate do you think those are? <laughs> and that's these checklists, these Christian checklists, you know, come up that says, well, do you support, you know, critical race theory? And you say either yes or no. That's the only two questions yeah, that are they allowed. Don't know what it is. And so they say, well, I want them to be able to learn about slavery and the evils of slavery. Right. Oh, you, you, you're for critical race theory. It's a tainted, Boom. It's a tainted poll, just like almost all polls Every are. Every single <laughs> one of them. COVID-19 protocols. I believe that masks should still be worn on airplanes. But I think that anyway, if you're outside, you'll get, oh, so you're for masks. Boom. Boom. Right. People will lose their political careers and gain them when they don't need them because they give the right answers to to overly simplify questions. You remember what I said Duh. about the, the they deck, never work. The deck chairs and the Titanic. Yes. Yeah, it applies here too. These guides <laughs> will help inform and mobilize Christians. I don't think there's any necessity to mobilize Christians any more than they're currently mobilized. They seem to be pretty fired up right now. Well, and the odd idea that we all vote the same and, way and, and, is and, not and, true and I'm, either. I'm, I'm using that word as though I'm not one. That's the thing. I could take that test. I feel like I am a a, a very, very devout Christian in my own way right. in the sense that I follow the example of Christ as best I can, with the exception of the very foul mouth. Now, <laughs> but I mean, I, I would have to. I would have to honestly answer most of those questions guaranteed in a way that it would be used against me by the people conducting the questionnaires. And if you don't take the questionnaire, you're a witch. Just like that. You know, if we're going to drown you and if you drown, you're innocent. You know, that's 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 the same thinking, have the same mentality. Have you ever taken a personality test that they give you when you go to interview for a job? I've never Do you know what I'm talking job. about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I have an interview for a job oh, in 25 okay. years. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you go for an interview, they say, okay, well, we're going to send you the the questionnaire and just take this test. And mm. it's a personality test. Yeah. I mean, I know what my Briggs and Myers test is. all of them. Do you not remember when I brought my, mine in that had been laminated by the company that did it because it was so highly unusual? <laughs> and I read it and they said, you are you are profoundly unfit for this job that you're applying for. <laughs> You'll probably know. find something to do one day. Good luck. Well, it goes you know? back to these polls. They Ch make no sense whatsoever. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind featuring the voice 
voice of the city's morning commute for three decades. That's me, the communicator, Jeff Stiles, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, Dave Hooker, Brian Stone. One hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain-sprained. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Pimp Jen gets her own corner because she is a pimp and she has a corner. This is it. Yes, I'm going to go very quickly. The Smithsonian uh, has unveiled a beautiful installation of 120 3D printed statues of celebrated women in STEM. Are they guns or? They're women. (laughs) Are they? They're orange women. Why would you 3D print something other than a gun? Okay, never mind <laughs> Russell's comments. Just just Google Google the photos. They are worth taking a look at. So they become action figures? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Why Susan do we B. even Anthony. have my corner? Oh, look, there's Harriet Tubman. Let's have a tea party. If you shop at Walmart and you buy their lavender room spray, uh, apparently it's linked with death. So uh, oh. there's a bacteria inside <laughs> these particular bottles of room spray. Uh, the brand is Better Homes and Gardens. New Aromatherapy Room Spray, specifically the lavender and chamomile scent. Don't buy them. They've been pulled from the stores because you could die. Is it lavender, you said? Because I think I may have that. Lavender um, chamomile. Yeah, I'm not joking. I may actually have that. Yeah, a lot of people sure. do. So you ought to pay attention fine. to Jen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here, what was that I just took? <laughs> Dolly Parton's new novel has uh, hit the shelves called Run, Rose, Run. It's I saw her, that, yeah. her debut novel, and uh, she wrote it with best-selling author James Patterson. And uh, so you can go pick that up now. And I'm going to end on this. Two peanuts were walking down the road. One was assaulted. Mom jokes are worse than dad jokes <laughs> by far. Mom jokes are the worst. All right, Russell the Love Muscle gets his corner too. We call it the Muscle Flex, and this is the time for it right here. Oh, look, here comes Wilma Mankiller. I actually had other things to talk about, but we'll, we'll do that. She's going to join us in the sandbox. <laughs> Thank you to Jason Armstrong, the completely non problematic pro everyone uh, person who's the owner of American Exotic Guitars. <laughs> True definition of a local artist, musician, and craftsman, American Exotic Guitars providing the highest end quality, handcrafted, completely custom made instruments using various American exotic woods like Osage Orange, Acacia Coa, Black Walnut, Honey Locust, Sassafras, and Persimmon. So if you're into guitars and you want a high quality one that'll last you for the rest of your life and for your great 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 grandkids lives as well it's basically the Stradivarius of guitars americanexoticguitars.com or contact him at americanexoticguitars at gmail.com i just want to be uh, quick and brief and fast and uh, uh with brevity no fly zones are a bad idea uh no fly zones i keep seeing people calling for them online and it drives me nuts so i see people on on twitter like politicians and pundits and talking heads and they go uh, we need to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Uh, and I say, no, we absolutely do not that because we will all die. down people that we are saying we don't want to have a war against. Yeah, no-fly zones work when you're dealing with what you would call a non-peer adversary. So Libya, Serbia, Iraq, etc. Not when you're dealing with a nuclear-armed, technologically advanced peer. Now, yes, America has the most technologically advanced army in the world, the most technologically advanced air force, navy, etc. in the world. That's cool, um, but you also still don't want to get in a war with Russia. Just not a good idea. 
Now, granted, we are dealing with a, with a crazy dictator, most likely. He's like a Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao, Pinochet, Kochescu. Co but we are not dealing with uh, someone who wants to get in a war with the United States either. He wants to avoid it just as much as we do. And we definitely shouldn't put ourselves in a position where we are forced to engage with the Russians in a shooting war. Enough young men and women are already fighting and dying in an old man's war. Yes, we should help. Yes, we should send arms. Yes, we should allow volunteers. But I say no, we should not as a military get involved and risk all out war. That's all. Easy. Well, mountains looking at each other. I'm just going to say thank you to RC2 Realty Solutions. I'm going to mention that I'm going to go have lunch with Robin Ring next week. I'm looking very, very, very forward to it. Later this week. Later this week. Oh, man. Last week was rough on the kid. Um, I, I didn't have a single day where I didn't have a very important personal obligation. That's unusual for my schedule these days. Start early usually end early and uh, do something for myself and uh, it has just been crazy so i'm going to take a couple of days off and then go hang out with robin and if you are looking to buy or sell uh, invest or divest especially if you have a piece of distressed property that you really are tired of and you want to get out from under just call Robin or get in touch with her at rc2realtysolutions.com, rc2realtysolutions.com, all right, and she will hook you up. Now, Mountain's looking at each other, normally a storytelling part of the show, but when we have guests in here, we do have to shrink things up because right. we do have a very tight time limit. So I'm just going to roll directly. I got stories for days. Don't worry. You'll hear more of them later. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Among the people I saw uh, the other day at that uh, chamber gathering was Daphne Kirksey, who's just a sweetie. Love her. Um, since 1887, Tennessee American Water Company, and that's where she works. That's the reason I brought up her name. I've uh, been bringing potable, drinkable, fine-tasting water to your faucet in your kitchen and your bathrooms and you can bathe in it and you can jump around it and you can put it in squirt guns and shoot each other in the eye with it and it's wonderful <laughs> it's just it's h2o i'm down with h2o all right uh, that's a the, controversial take jeff here we go yeah i'm always on the cutting edge of, <laughs> of controversy um i said i was going to give mtg some credit for at least the name of her rally that uh, she had over the course of the weekend down in beautiful rome georgia the Eternal City, Rome, Georgia, uh, shall not be infringed rally. Good one. And they're also now, uh, they're, they're abbreviating uh, people like myself, like Russell, who are uh, proponents for and champions of the Second uh, Amendment and the rights that it gives us, and they just call them 2A champions. 2A champions. I'd never heard that before. I have heard that And before. they said 2A champions, uh, Jody Heiss, who I can't stand, uh, <laughs> is a, a Georgia Secretary of State candidate. Uh, Matt Gates, who I can't stand, from Florida, the warped man, looks like his face was left in the microwave a little bit too long, uh, <laughs> and is a pedophile. Uh, he's going to be there. Herschel Walker's not going to, well, it wasn't there. Herschel Walker didn't show up, of course. But anyway, give him credit for the shall not be infringed name, something they should probably go ahead and, uh, and get trademarked right off the bat. Um, Robin Smith has introduced a bill that will ban abortion medication coming to colleges completely totally 100 percent if a college student a college student seen as an adult in every way shape and form unless they get there very early at 17 like i did or younger in some cases if they're savants you know they're adults they are treated as adults by the law if they violate the law they can do whatever adults can do 
but they can't get a medicine prescribed to them by their doctor through the mail. They have to go see their doctor and he has to put it in their hand. This is just a continued assault on, of course, abortion rights and pro-choice people in this country. And Robin Smith is a political player, always has been. She will see a sneaky way around a, a blockade and find it, and I can admire her for that. I like Robin. We're on opposite sides of most issues. But, I mean, that's just insane to me. Uh, if, if a kid is in college, they're old enough to take care of themselves by definition, and that includes what goes into their bodies, as far as I'm concerned. It's just that simple. Down in Somerville, Georgia, they got a big thing coming up this uh, July called the Friendship Festival. It's going to be a whole new party because they have decided that they are going to become the friendship capital of the world. They want to be known as the Big Friendly, like New Orleans is known as the Big Easy. Now, keep in mind that the, nobody in New Orleans ever says the Big Easy. No. They never say that. Do New Yorkers say the Big Apple? Mm, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a bite out of the sometimes. apple sometimes. And we say the scenic city from time to time. Uh, all right, just a state-by-state state roundup very quickly. Selma, Alabama, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, just took a trip down for the 57th anniversary of the Bloody Sunday uh, of course, the, well, the key moments of the civil rights movement, yeah. as we all know. Uh, in Memphis, the Afrocentric legacy of musical icon Isaac Hayes, now the subject of a new exhibit opening uh, later on, I think this month or maybe April, in the Museum of Science and History. Nice. Raleigh, really North Carolina, I think that's cool. I focus Hayes, so much man. on one hairstyle, though. A uh, federal judge has approved an agreement meant to help inform tens of thousands of state residents whose driver's license were revoked only because they couldn't afford traffic fines and court costs that they can get their driving privileges restored. That's a bit much. You can't pay the fine, so we'll take your driver's license away, which means you can't get to work legally, which means you can't make any money. It's like a debtor's prison. Yeah. Would you like me to tell what you about Title 55? Stupid idea, yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Atlanta, Please Georgia, don't. an amended state budget that includes pay boosts for employees, more money for education, and earmark for tax refunds, passed the state Senate late last week, and that is all I've got for that. Thank you very much. Top of the Pops. Brought to you by the Sports Barn. Three locations in our town. Been getting and keeping people healthier and happier in shape. Keeping them in shape. Better shape, at least. Since 1979, weight training, personal training. Everything in a comfortable, non-threatening atmosphere. Three locations makes it very convenient. And this is uh, the thing that is on my mind. And this is the last thing we'll talk about today. Unless you guys have something you want to add. Full page ad. Full page ad in the USA Today. We're again dealing with semantics and the English language, which I always find fascinating. It reads thusly To the editors, beginning, the editors of the paper, you'll see this in other papers as well. But beginning this World Obesity Day, we're asking you to eliminate the word obese from the news. Well, what are we supposed to say? You're supposed to say somebody with obesity because it is a chronic disease, not a lifestyle choice. That's not true. The language we use suggests most people don't see it that way. When we label someone as obese, their identity is defined by a condition, reinforcing the perception that the person suffering with obesity is at fault. So we're going to join the American Medical Association encouraging person-first language 
and urge you to use the phrase with obesity. All right. I actually agree with that, and I disagree with you, Russell, and here's why. If you have a thyroid disorder, you can't help it. Let me clarify. Obesity may not be a choice, but morbid obesity is. Even in that case, I think there's probably many, many cases where they, they really there, can't there help. There may be other medical issues uh, that know. are the reason for Six, it. I mean, I don't know. well, keep in mind, keep in mind that according to the the, the current traditional body mass index, I am obese. Oh, I, am I am too. Yeah, I am too. I mean, that that's just insanity. Yeah, no, I, it, the definitions are ridiculous, but the idea that like. Uh, we're talking about like my 600 pound life and it's like well that's not a lifestyle choice yeah it is well, this is something we can talk about a little bit later but this is just I mean you're, you're gonna see this how we treat people can help treat the disease tell publications to delete obese hashtag delete obese and the name of the organization is calibrate I suppose they want money by too. calibrate and they got all these people that signed it da 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 mm -hmm. begin to eliminate weight bias against the nearly 200 million Americans living with overweight and obesity all right yeah. I think we should focus on why this is a problem now and wasn't a hundred years years ago that's, I don't that's, think, a, that's a good point I don't think people were as obese a hundred years ago because they were infinitely more active and they didn't have anywhere near as much food and certainly didn't yeah. have the junk food right. yeah that's what I'm saying like this is a problem now because of refined us. sugars yeah and everything else that comes with it yeah all right flour you guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, entertaining information, informative entertainment for the new listeners out there. This is what we do. Anti-obesity rhetoric. I mean, it, it's not it's not, it's not. not a hard sell. You either like this or you don't. If you don't, you might still listen because it irritates you. That's what oh, makes this. I had this, somebody uh, email know. me about the, the fact that I'm watching... Uh, Game of Thrones? What's the name of this? Game yeah, of Thrones. That, that, that. I'm watching that. <laughs> they were giving you hell? No, they love that I'm <laughs> oh, okay. watching it. They you're want finally me to, catching they up? They want me to keep you updated on how, okay. how I feel about it. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you've already gotten through one of the biggest shocks. Okay. Uh, you know, at the end of the first season. I'm but, halfway but into season there, two. There are more to come that will actually make that one quail in comparison, <laughs> which is strangely <laughs> enough. That was not as good as everybody says it. Yeah, I, I, know, I, know you, I know you keep saying that, but you're never going to convince me otherwise. I know. And, oh, by the way, they just reinstated the death penalty for the Boston Marathon bomb. Yeah, I saw that. Yohar Sarnayev is going to be uh, put to death. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. Please spread the word. Please tell everybody about us. And if anybody's got any money they want to spend on sponsorship, do, because we need this gig. <laughs>